morning, everyone. Greg, you are muted. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do the intro and then bring me on. I was so ready for the stagecraft of it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm ready. This I'm ready. Is, this is very <laughs> formal and professional. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally well, I, I'm really excited to have Greg on our show, Greg Bornstein. And he's an eclectic mix of a performer, hypnotist, and podcast host. He's deeply involved in the world of all things magical, unexplained, and mysterious. Like, I love all of it, as well as hypnosis and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, if you don't know what that is. And that's really um, very cool. Um, his podcast name is Open Loops with Greg Bornstein, Conversations That Bend. So we're going to probably ask him some questions to bend today. So Greg, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I've been, uh, I, I know we were going to do this at one point and then it <laughs> fell through and now it, I, I'm glad it finally happened. I'm glad we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Greg, I would love to know how you decided to do the open loops and pick, first of all, I love the name of your show. And I love the fact that it's open enough that it can include paranormal as well as normal. Yes. And, and it can go into subjects that um, need some, it's almost like they're a diamond and the facets are um, not all visible until someone shows you to look that way. So how did you start? How did you decide on open loops? How, what, what was the, what was the impetus? I'll give you some, this is a, so this terminology comes from the world of hypnosis. Um, and it actually doesn't really, hypnosis then took it from somewhere else first i mean i i don't know i'm sure you've heard of this before kathy it's a classic idea um everybody out there the the zygernick effect um the idea of when you read an ad an ad copy that says something at the top like there's one new secret i learned that allowed me to lose 50 pounds three weeks <laughs> after Thanksgiving. And I'm going to tell you that right now. But before I do, let me tell you my story. Um, that is called opening a loop. <laughs> and oh, it's, okay. Yeah. So, so to me, that is a very interesting idea. The idea of creating curiosity in that way or topics that are provocative in such that there's something that inside your mind opens up and it makes you want to go in. But I think the loop effect is also a tribute to, I mean, people use going down the rabbit hole a lot. I really, as somebody that has studied hypnosis, I love this notion of a loop that's also open. It's a loop but you're going down and down and down. So how is it that a, a loop can be open and it's a loop at the same time? That's kind of like cognitive dissonance going on. <laughs> and, and I also think that's kind of the topics on the show. I bring people on that are skeptics. I bring people on that are believers. Sometimes I'm with them. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I could be completely flipped around episode to the next. Uh, you know, it is... To me, the game of expanding my mind, and I, I, I shouldn't even say game because I'm going to say the pleasure of um, actively stimulating my mind and then hopefully sharing what's stimulating me Perfect. with others to open loops in the audience's head. That's what's most interesting about this stuff. Um, it truly is a... I, I don't just look at it as, and, and I love, you know, your show, Coast to Coast, all these other shows that are out there that really are doing, uh, talking about these things. Um, to me, it has to really have a, I get disappointed if I can't figure out a way to take someone from where they are to then slowly 
edging them to a new reality like that those are the best episodes are really that uh in hypnosis and and i guess in rapport they call it the pacing and leading where are you now and can you now accept this assumption kathy and then go slightly here and what if it was this and now all of a sudden your hold on reality starts slipping away we're <laughs> in a whole new realm completely so that is kind of uh it's a tribute to all the open <laughs> thoughts and fields of inquiry in my head and an attempt at the very least to um learn more about them and share that with an audience Oh, I love this. And I really think um, shows like yours, and especially some of these episodes, they really activate our creativity, which is really the most important skill we have that isn't activated on a regular basis. If if you watch too much TV, you're being you're just told what to do. In fact, you can repeat after me even without wanting to you know the commercials you hate they're the ones you can repeat <laughs> and and yes. then and then um but but what you're doing is because we're creator beings and we're not creating from a very well let's put it this way more of us the more of us that create from a creative um expansive uh worldview and have fun with it, the better our future will be. That's my knowing. So what you're doing is you're giving people permission to go, what if, or go back to even childhood um, type thoughts, right? Yeah, no, I'm so with you. That's that's a really interesting way to put it, and this is why I love even even having conversations like you right now, like this right now, make me think about creativity differently. I mean, to yeah, I, I mean, one might argue that it is a big step to go from free yourself from the mind-controlled demons in charge, which we both know may or may not be a thing that's actually happening here, right? Like we, there's, we, we kind of believe here as much as I, I don't necessarily want to drive all the way to conspiracy, though we do on my show, of course. But um, there's, there, it's safe to say that. The people that uh, are at least making major decisions about life in the world, uh, creativity to their ideas is a threat. I think right. we can all at least right. believe that. Right. So this idea that if you can, if you can maybe do an episode about the Montauk Project, which is very esoteric and they're conflicting accounts and it's about mind control and sometimes it's about time travel and yeah but this person said this but is this real could this have happened when you just start getting wheels turning and realizing oh my gosh what is possible with a human mind maybe that's going to get a person who's in their job and going yeah, wait a minute. Why am I doing this? I don't love doing this work. What 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 is the level of mind control that I've signed up for? Even right. if that metaphor gets through to them, that then is driving them to be more creative. Well, well, what you're doing is you're taking like the the seeds that are planted by the Truman Show, the Matrix, all of these movies where Hollywood has alluded to the simulation, and, and um the and that you can. Um, that you're more powerful than it is, but you're giving people the little tidbits of how to make it usable. It's yes. it's not it's not that storyline. It's this storyline and how um, the critical thinking, which isn't critical, it's more. Um, it doesn't have to be. Let's put it this way. I think it's more um, positive because when you take back that you're creating your reality and that whatever's out there wars whatever that is 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 can be worked on through here through the inside job then you're it's a whole different way to experience life rather than the victim versus a perpetrator i mean that game you can keep that game going but you don't have to have that game anymore yes Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's about giving people more choice. Exactly. 
It really is. And yep. I know that's, you know, it's funny though, because uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I had our mutual friend, Mr. Omar uh, Pa on the show last night. And I was talking about therapy and how therapy gives you more choices. And then he's like, yo, screw therapy. That system messed me up and messes everybody up. But, but the point, but I think the intentions of working with a mind expert and working with, or, or at least addressing what is happening in your consciousness are good, which is give yours. How many choices are you giving yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? How many, and what about the choices that you didn't even know that you could have? See, that becomes more interesting to me because I've been, uh, you know, I, I, there's that classic paradigm in self-help. That's like, Hey, imagine your perfect day. And more and more recently, I've become comfortable, Kathy, with the idea that, oh, the reason that this exercise hasn't worked for me before is that I can go through and, and you know, it's sleeping in and it's a beautiful bed and breakfast and I'm in Hawaii, whatever it is, those, those kind of ego-driven perfect days. But then there's another way of looking at it, which to me is more interesting, uh, and that is... It's the day that I didn't even know I was capable of having. That, and I don't know. That's it's it's hard to embody that. Like you can't really visualize that. But to me, that's a more exciting way to live life. Because what could I possibly do? What do I not even know that I'm capable of? That is what what is now. Uh, it, it, again, it's a little hard to like. You can't write that down necessarily and there's not like an image and and maybe there is some kind of sigil out there for it could just be the open loop spiral um you know it, it is kind of that right. the vortex it's a portal in a way but to me that that like okay let me go into the portal that's my perfect day let me go into the portal <laughs> or, or or you invite everything that is um this or better into your portal. Because the thing is, is we're, if we're creating this reality, we're creating it from our limited perspective. And so the job yes. is to keep opening that perspective so you can let more of the divine and the, and the um, capabilities to imagine and bring into form. I mean, even Einstein, a lot of the famous scientists, they took little catnaps so that they could get into theta or get it out of out of this um the hypnagogic or hypnagogic state. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit about that because um you just mentioned the Montauk project. I mean, um, there are so many people that want to um okay, I'll back up. Uh I would say. 20 years ago, I started getting really excited about it, accelerated learning. Yes. And accelerated learning, back then, you got the Monroe Institute um, CDs, and you got, um, there was lots of stuff, a lot of it was Russian um, instigated because the Russians had better spy <laughs> spy systems so they could learn other languages faster. They couldn't keep up with us with the military equipment, but they could keep they could be better spies. And that's because they had figured out this accelerated learning thing, which is using more of your brain capacity and firing it in a different way. And it's also your eye connection. So so I, I, that's how I entered a lot of this. How did you enter the hypnosis and NLP um, training? Because it's it, it's so similar. Well, it's it may be different, but it, in my view, no, it's, it's very similar. similar. It's yeah. very similar. And and I would say that my interest in accelerated learning came as an offshoot from that um you know i also too i i yeah it seems like those russians were really exploring the possibilities of the mind i mean i uh 
oh gosh, what is the book I've got? I, I'm sure you've come across that suggestology. Uh -huh. um, yeah, they were doing some interesting stuff with trances and classical music and moving the body and and just running these repeated experiments to see how they could get kids to long-term remember very complex subjects. I mean, very fascinating, the stuff they're doing over there, uh, or were at the very least. We probably still are. We just don't know about it all. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, okay, so hypnosis comes of an offshoot of magic. Um, mm -hmm. One of the words in the title of this episode, um, and I will say that I think it's very important to my experience as as the performer and and broadcaster that I am now, um, that my first really desire to be a performer was after seeing a magic show as a kid. Um, that's my in was the practice of conjuring illusions, and I just happened to be lucky enough, Kathy, that m we had a family friend who was a he used to do. Uh, birthday parties as as a hobby he made a little money from it as well but he did my birthday party he knew the professional magician supply stores in boston and i had it my dad my grandfather uh people would take me to these places and get i mean i had like adult linking rigs as a five-year-old <laughs> i mean i was doing this stuff so so it was <laughs> top of the line stuff um and I was doing it for years, so I was always interested. But you would see occasionally a hypnotist on TV. Oh, Greg, you like magic. You should check this out. What, what is that? How is it that someone snaps their fingers and the person's head drops? And then I saw a hypnotist come in high school, and that was like a – that was truly – I mean, look, I'm not someone that I, – I, I can't say that I've been – at least consciously that I'm aware of contacted by angels or ghosts or, or have had these astral experiences. The truth is I can't, I'm very open about that on the show too. I'm very open to the idea that I could. Um, but my experience of the <laughs> unexplained was truly being in that auditorium. That first time I saw stage hypnotist, wow. I mean, I could not believe the power of trance. I had my friend up on that stage. Every time he said a word, she would get up and start karate chopping the air as if she was some guy, you know, a, a, a samurai or, or, or <laughs> yeah, it, it was unbelievable. And what made it weirder is she was just one of those it, normally people. I think, think of high school hypnotist shows as like the whole auditorium. It was a small group. It was like 20 kids and five of them were on stage. And it was almost like this, this like little demonstration, almost like it's this kind of seance of the mind in a way. <laughs> um, I could not believe it worked. I could not believe it. I bought books on how to do it. I, I studied it. I did learn how he, I did learn there was a script. And if you really said the script and delivered to the, the same way, it could work. But it wasn't until after college, because I, I was doing this trick in college, but I, my interest in uh, hypnosis got sparked again. Um, and Darren Brown, who is a mentalist in England, who is a psychological illusionist, he really popularized quick, rapid-fire hypnosis on the street, looking at people in the eyes, putting their hand up, making them look at their hand, and just dropping. Like, I wanted to learn how to do that. And that was my pursuit, truly. It was showbiz. I was like, how do you actually, because uh, you know what it was too, though? It wasn't just that I wanted to drop people in the trance. It was because I had had experiments at college parties and high school, making people do these unbelievable things in this altered state of mind. And people argue whether hypnosis is a state or a process. That's a whole nother thing. But, um, you know, it, it, because I'd been able to get people to do such remarkable things, the traditional guided visualization relaxation method, I thought, well, I would love to be able to get to do them that quicker. Like if I can see these guys do it quick, if you can snap people in the hypnosis in seconds and they get these amazing things, this is to me, and I'll use the word again, 
it is a portal to possibilities. Right. That's what hypnosis is to me. I do see it as a magical thing. It is wild. The things that people do in it, they're their most creative. They're their most resourceful. They can clear lifelong trauma. I mean, it is remarkable what the inner mind does. And if there was ever, I don't think I would be doing my show or all these other shows where, you know, people were talking about the power of what's inside of you. If I didn't have the tangible results that I've been able to see, been able to get, and uh, been able to just experience from hypnosis. Wow. So, okay. So do you do hypnosis? Do you have like pre-recorded recordings that you sell. Yeah, you should. You have a <laughs> great voice, man. I, I would be out. Um, because I, I do listen to hypnosis. I really feel like it um it helps it helps a lot to clear things. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a rem- it's an amplifier. It's an amplifier. It's a very, very powerful thing. Because look, we can do the thing. I mean, one of the classic uh guided visualizations that a lot of healing practitioners do is the the guardian angel idea this idea that you 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 imagine you go back in time but you see the painful incident from a distance Mm -hmm. and then you imagine okay see you as your highest self now what would you say to that version of you or what would an angel if there was an angel there that needed to tell you something whatever it is i love you or give you that hug can you do that can you give yourself that love and then it's the reintegration you step inside yourself feel that knowledge knowing that there is a, a wisdom in this there, there 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 is love there and then you in your mind, go through and and relive your life as if you had had that wisdom the entire time. I mean, that is a thing you could just do. Pete, everybody in the audience right now, you could close your eyes and and take yourself back and not necessarily see yourself from a distance. Give yourself the wisdom you needed. And then once you see yourself receiving that wisdom, step inside of you and feel what that's like. And then move through the world and see what happens. And then imagine yourself moving through life differently. And once you've felt you're in the presence again, uh, open your eyes. That is a powerful hypnotic process. But once you're in trance and you do that process, my gosh, it makes it so much more richer because you're not going through the conscious filtration as we were talking about before. We were talking about, it's funny, I I, I see hypnosis as a metaphor for a lot of things. Um, the critical mind. I mean, that's the thing we're trying to bypass in hypnosis. The thing that goes, this can't be real. My arm's not stuck to the wall. Um, so. Yeah, the, the, if you have somebody guide you, like a Greg, or, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> through these kind of things, and, and you're allowed to really surrender to your, your inner mind, um, some argue it's the subconscious, some call it the unconscious, it doesn't matter, you know what it is, it's this inner knowing that gets you up every day when you need to, um, my gosh, you can have 10x the effects then you would just going, man, I wish I knew better back then. Well, well, actually do it. Yeah. Well, I think what it does is it um, it makes you more courageous to just go do it. So lots, I, I believe we're always getting input and we're getting, we're getting the memo is what I could like to call oh, it. Oh, I like that. that. But you're getting, you're getting insights from either your higher knowing or whoever or whatever, and um, you don't act on them. It's like, oh, no, I'll do the laundry (laughs) instead of you need to write this book or you need to record those those hypnotic sessions. Yes, you do, Greg. Your voice is great. Um, anyway, (laughs) I will. She's hypnotized. Oh, my gosh. She got in there. She got it. It's okay. We'll just. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, Okay, so but what happens is, is that. The reason I I love doing all of this show is I love that people like you, you got the spark and then you got curious. 
and you wanted to share your what you found, because that's what you're doing. Every single one of your interviews is an inquiry into the bigger knowing in the world and the and human capability. And yeah. by you interviewing these people that have broken through the barriers of shoulda, coulda, woulda, oh no, my mother's watching um, thing. Uh, <laughs> your mother's cheering you. She doesn't care. She just wants you to be happy. But anyway, yes. <laughs> right? But um, but I think that's the beauty of what you're doing is you're showing all these different perspectives of people that got the memo and, and did it. Because you got to know that the the whatever that antenna is that we're we're um dialed into just like a radio dial we're dialed into that there were a bunch of people that got the memo all at the same time and only one might have acted on it so it could have been a hundred thousand people got the memo and yeah. only one was courageous enough to go okay i'll try it why not yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure it weirds out a few first dates. I know it does. <laughs> um, but that's OK. <laughs> oh, your first dates? What do are they afraid you're going to hypnose? Hypnotize them and yeah, I mean, sometimes well, from again, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I try. Well, you know, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I always bring up hypnosis immediately, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, because. <laughs> Cause I'm not actively, I mean, I, I, so there are periods of time when I'm actively doing it for, for, you know, being out there. You can't the help people. it. Um, on, you can't help it. <laughs> that's kind of true yeah yeah no i mean i i love i love the art of it i do think it has a bad rap uh for sure i mean look at all the cult documentaries um there was that guy in florida the lawyer who was like hypnotizing these women into doing unseemly things this divorce attorney i mean like here's the thing ladies and gentlemen and and everybody else out there too um Every tool can be abused. Uh, and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, probably what your parents said to you was there, there are some things that they said to you and they didn't use hypnosis that are more <laughs> hypnotic than anything that I could possibly ever do. So, I mean, I think once you, it, it's funny because there is a formal hypnosis, there is a formal process, there are hypnotherapists, but when you start to look at the world through the lens of hypnosis, it starts to make sense why you might want to see someone that specializes in removing some faulty programming from you mm -hmm. so that you can have this more creative existence. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe this time period since the lockdown has been a great opportunity for people to go inside and see those traumas that we um, either was is in our DNA from our forefathers, thank you very much, or um, or that we supposed um, from zero to seven that are holding you back from doing your divine mission or your desire, your divine desire, and um, and and uh, go into them. That's where NLP and and hypnosis could really help people by really um, clearing the deck so that they have all that energy and that um, expanded um, capability. Because the resistance to trauma that most, that all of us go through, wastes energy. And that energy, that creative energy that you're using that you think nobody, you're hiding all your past, all the shame so beautifully, but anyone who's empathic at all can read exactly, oh, they went through this, they went, I mean, you can read it on it, but people think they're giving the good fight that they're hiding all of it when when if they could just release it, they, they there will always be more. That's the human condition and then you croak. So yes. <laughs> yes. Right? So, 
So, okay. So when you, when you're interviewing, so your podcast is remarkable and the subjects, I mean, you're right on it, very present with everybody, but you have this vast knowledge that you can interview people from all different aspects. I mean, I was, we'll, we'll show your site in a little bit, but I mean, you have UFOs, you have all sorts of information on it. What, what, um, tell me more about that, about your interests in this supernatural or the unexplained. Well, let me just say right now, if I had Terry Gross's people briefing me before these interviews, they'd be even more remarkable than they are because, oh. I, I mean, I, I have the knowledge. I don't know. I remember uh, talking to someone about that years ago, and it just seemed like she just knows every single thing about, can talk to world leaders, can talk to TV people, can talk. So, so I mean. Can you, so can you. Come on. So it, um, at some I just, level. Yeah, I sure. I want you to know Bonnie Berg said hi. Yes, hypnosis really helps people to relax. And that's right, Bonnie. The truth. But, yep. Thank you. And Rosemary saying good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming. And please ask questions if you have any so we can torture Greg some more. Um, <laughs> please, <so> please. <laughs> well, no, I, I think that, um, see, that's that comparison um, mime that all of us have mm. is they can do it better, but we, there is no other Greg. You are it. You are the expression of the divine that wanted to come through that has only your recipe mm. for, for creativity that no one else will have. You'll find people that you think have the same, but you're in your own little hologram and some of us, like right now, I'm in, we're in a hologram together, but a lot of times your hologram is the divine wanting to expand its own consciousness. So don't, ex don't, don't uh, diss on anything you're doing. It's fabulous. It's fabulous, Greg. Well, I appreciate that. Yes, I, I will answer your question about okay. um, these topics. I mean, I... I think I was always interested in these fields. Um, I, and I, I mean, I, I, I bet it, it, the same spark that makes a kid think it's cool to put a coin in your hand and have it vanish and have people go, what? Uh, <laughs> I think it's the same spark that goes, is it possible that there are saucers in the sky from other planets? Is it possible that there are actually ghosts that can appear and move through walls. Um, people that can predict the future. I mean, they sound like very rudimentary things sometimes for people like us who have gone so deep into it. But when you isolate what exactly the unexplained is here, what the paranormal is, what it means, it's it's pretty amazing it's wonderful i mean how could you not constantly be in awe that is what i love those are the best guests those are the best uh people in this field i've talked to not the people that claim they have the answers the people that might have a little wisdom but they still are just as hungry to know more yeah. um yep. you know that is so to me uh, yes i have uh, i have a ton of like you can see it in the blur there's a whole bookshelf two bookshelves overstacked uh you know used books i bookstores i love i'm obsessed with um but I, I i think it is truly i mean i don't know i i guess i aspire to be a polymath of the strange and the unexplained <laughs> um that to me is oh, that's the goal um because uh, yeah i i think it's 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 a worthy pursuit for some reason i'm not sure why <laughs> I love that. And thank goodness you are because you spark so many ideas for all of us by doing that because I, you're, you're, you're bringing to light, you're illuminating other aspects and other facets of that diamond that I was talking about, because from our perspective, we may only, well, even if we have an expanded perspective, we might only have eight of the facets when there's a hundred or a thousand of them. And, um, and so what you're doing is you're giving us some more like, hmm, 
hmm, I wonder about that. And then maybe in your dream, it's elaborated on, you know, when you sleep, all of that stuff gets like calculated or sorted or put in the bookshelf. Who knows what all is happening? So, yeah. yeah, and I see a lot of, I do see silos even within the, I mean, I think we're uh, we're kind of in this post niche era, or some people have argued that that you know for a while everybody was doing the whole like I speak just about this. I'm the psychic medium whisperer. I just whisper <laughs> to people that I, I know these mediums left. Or I think people were becoming that. I, I kind of am of the world, and I know I was talking to you about this before the show, um, where I was attached to this notion that you had to make find a niche because if you're this is just going to be a hobby oh this this paranormal stuff you know like only oh yeah if you're going to be yeah and again the comparison mind right if you're going to be uh the one late night national radio uh paranormal talk show host one day like great dream to have and and in the spare time do your little podcast <laughs> um <laughs> but my gosh, people are talking about this stuff in droves right now. I mean, people are talking about flow. Even even this, I, I'm doing right now. Uh, Stephen Kotler's Flow Research oh. Collective. Have you ever oh. you know about that? Uh huh. Yes. I'm in. I'm in the course, and I I'm going to talk about it on my show at some point because there's so much there. But the they don't talk really about the mystical and that it is scientific based and it's about productivity but once in a while they'll throw around terms like altering your state of consciousness or they'll talk about getting into the creative state and i'm going yeah this is this is the edge guys we're mm -hmm. right here this mm -hmm. is this is how you're getting people that might be curious to want to learn more and then maybe they'll come to a show like mine and then maybe they'll keep growing and expanding. So, I mean, I think this focus on human potential that even might still be a little more normy mainstream is is it, it's moving in the right direction right now. And I, I, and I want to be there with everybody doing it. Yeah. So I think that um, it's always been there. Um, there uh, Napoleon Hill's work yes. um, and uh, pre the earlier esoteric work, um, Joseph Murphy. Um, there's so many. Um, I mean, I can't think of everybody right now, but um, oh, Florence Kevlachin. I don't know if you know who that is. Goddard, right? Yeah, Goddard. Yeah, Neville Goddard. Yeah. Um, well, what what you find is that they all knew and they had different language for it. Like in the business world, a lot of times it's called flow where you're just, you know, seamless and things just go just yes. like slow motion, fast motion. But um, um, time expands or, or yeah, it, it does things that you're, you're just in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everyone, that's what I'm saying is that I think during this lockdown time where people, um, things had to get more simple because that, because you were, um, restrained. <laughs> so you had to get off your phone for a little while and not be walking across the street, looking at your phone, get hit by a car, um, which was, you know, that's like addiction, man. Um, but, but, uh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what what I wanted to ask about was the other kinds of hypnosis that I'm aware of, like QHHT. Mm. Um, do you have uh, do you know much about it, or and or? Well, actually, I have two questions: QHHT, and then there's open eye hypnosis where people are doing videos with um it's almost like affirmations or um yeah it's guided meditation but open-eyed with a digital interface like a mind movie kind of thing but not a mind movie they they're usually um yeah it, well, okay do so, i know about it well qhht first yes 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 honestly not as much as I could. Um, I'll tell you, I that is something, and I'm sure you know someone that you can recommend. That, that is somebody. That is something I would love to delve into more. I mean, I know it's uh, Dolores Cannon, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And she definitely 
had a pulse on how to um, define reality and manipulate reality with her mind from doing that work. She, she definitely had, um, she said it was all through all of her patients, but I mean, her, her information on the convoluted universe, which is what you're doing. You could have called it the convoluted universe instead of <laughs> that's true. Seriously. Um, so, so I, that's why I wondered if you had gone that route. So I need to go into more of her stuff. I mean, I know about the harvest. I know about, yeah, she's being cited more and more uh, yeah. these days as uh, yeah. Hey, remember all that stuff she said was going to happen. Look at this. Um, but I I don't know. I haven't done a deep dive, which is great because you just opened the loop uh, into her hypnotic work, really, and, and sort of bridging the potential of that. I mean, I, I kind of my my instincts there are to believe that um, a lot of this paranormal, not paranormal, I guess a lot of spiritual experiences happen at a different brainwave frequency or a did just a different in an altered mind it's classic i mean edgar casey was in trance there's just a lot there and that's also that's kind of like i even asked um one of the founders of nlp i was on a i was on a seminar with dr richard bandler recently uh, it was a web webcast and and i i just went right for the jugular with him i was like <laughs> Okay, Richard, like you've talked about this, you hint about this in your books. H have you ever seen anything unexplained happen in a hypnotic state? And he gave me one story. I bet there's more, but you know, he he said there were some there was like uh, almost a remote viewing style test of someone in a different room and the woman was in trance and and he was able to she was able to pick up signals coming from outside the room all being in this state i mean i know there's a lot of there people often talk about going into some kind of different place i mean shamans uh have have mentioned this other state where they they go into peripheral vision um and bring themselves into a trance state i mean it's it's one of those things kind of like the pyramids it's all over the world in all different cultures and all different spiritual customs. It's a version of hypnosis. So it's so, um, yeah, I, to me, Dolores Cannon's work is something that I would love to delve deeper into now. Mind movies. Want me to hit on that next? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I have been skeptical of such things. I don't, uh, it's tricky with affirmations affirmations are a tricky thing there's a guy i am totally gonna give him uh, i'll get i'll give him credit for this rex sykes who is an nlp trainer um that really makes i'll give him all credit for for his spin on affirmations which is that you're better off asking the mind a question in search of an answer with a presupposition rather than just stating the very results that you want. And here's what I mean. I am confident. I am confident. I am confident. If your unconscious mind doesn't believe that, yeah, then it's going to constantly conflict. But if you ask a question that presupposes confidence, mm -hmm. then your brain can search for it. I wonder where today I can find a little more confidence than yesterday. Huh? Where might confidence be hiding for me today that I didn't discover? Right. Those kinds of things, when you direct your mind into, into more of that question place, and I guess it goes back to the theme at the beginning of this, going to the thing that you didn't even know was possible. Um, to me, I find that in general, that is more effective than the hammering the affirmation approach in general, as well as some of these movies because sometimes i mean look uh, again th there's mixed research about subliminals and binaural beats and if they work and if they don't and i i'll be the first to admit that i'm not i haven't gotten to the bottom of them but i i've personally in my experience in and out of the hypnosis and nlp world um 
I, I have not seen a lot of people proudly saying, hey, this always works for my client or these videos just put on these videos. You don't even need this. It resolves their issue. And, and I don't just think it's because they're not trying to get business from it because if they did then all the hypnotists would stop seeing people <laughs> and they do what you're recommending to me which is record things make videos and then they become professional like no no it's it's truly i just don't know if the technology at least that's publicly available is there right okay so so the reason i asked about qhht is um of course i love dolores cannon stuff but but was because most of that is working with your past lives. There, there's um, people that I've known that do like five hours straight of a hypnotic um, session with somebody where they go through repet you know, past life after past life after past life, discovering, I guess, trauma or yeah. storyline. But I would think it would be trauma in order to uncover um, uh, uh, and heal something. So so that was, have you done much with past live work? I am afraid to, I'm scared to, Kathy. <laughs> I know it's gonna open a door. I mean, no, no, I, I, I am open to it. If, if we want to play around with that, if somebody wants to experience that and, and, and I am actually contemplating ways of being, I, I think, that this falls under a category of inquiry that originally was part of the the founding of NLP. Um, I think it was a lot of the 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 movements in the '60s and the '70s. To me, I, I think we need to put the potential back in the human potential um, and the movement back in the human potential movement. Um, yeah, because that that's what's most exciting about this. I mean, could they work? Could you bring somebody in the state and then say, well, let's go back and see where they arrive? Um, I'd be curious about it. I've never done it. And to me, what would be exciting, and I, I think this is like mission critical for, for Greg and Open Loops, is creating a place to have experiences that bend. Not just conversations, experiences that bend. Because if we can create some kind of mastermind where people are able to have someone like me or we can bring on guests and, and play around with trans experiences unlike conventional just the you know weight loss or or oh, we're gonna make you feel all relaxed no like let's go places with this that to me is an interesting thing um that i've never well I, i've never formally codified i've never done that in a group like setting fully but i will tell you in my lifetime i have to because i mean what 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 is there that we don't know yet that's the question there is a huge portal of opportunities in the mind that i'm ready to tap into well i think that's why so many people are into plant medicine right now is they're um doing the yes. the quick um the quick down and dirty um way to get to the data but i'm not sure what the lasting effect is and i think you don't need it i think the silver mind control there's so many of these processes where you can discipline your mind. Um, I, I did a course called Avatar, which is um, run by Harry Palmer. Um, and uh, I did it uh, 20 years ago and had a, a spiritually transformative experience where I, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I don't know that you need drugs at all to do any of it, but you can see that there's a yearning for discovery of the bigger expression and the creativity. That's that's why I started with us talking about creativity because that's how you problem solve. And we can see that there's so many different aspects of society right now that's broken that needs different problem solving skills than we've had in the past. And of course, the 60s, they thought, uh, you know, make love, not war. And that was all going to do that was all going to do it. But the 60s never kind of landed. And maybe now that make love, not war can finally land. Um, but but we need a different consciousness and we yeah. need, need empowered people. 
um, because they're not necessarily empowered right now, right? I, I'm so with you. I mean, look at what is popular in the world right now from a from a from a recreational perspective. Right. I mean, beyond the drugs, there's been a movement, and I, I'm sure you've noticed this. Um, and, and some of the listeners too. Have you noticed something popping up called immersive experiences? They're yeah. everywhere. They're everywhere. And I, and I say this as somebody that used to perform with a murder mystery company regularly. Um, I was a director of, of uh, Troop here in New York for almost 10 years. So I, I, I suppose I was on the forefront of bringing interactive entertainment to people's homes. But, uh, well, I mean, and, and you can argue that uh, this AI revolution is a form of interactive entertainment in a way. But without going there... Um, Immersive experiences are a fascinating thing that people are actively seeking to go to other worlds. Okay. What's a fun time? Let's let's go and see this. Oh, they built this out. It's a different kind of place. And it, and it to me, what that calls for is that human drive to get outside of your mind, get outside of the limitations, get that constant exploring and, and immersing yourself. It's not just going to a restaurant. I'm not just going to go to Paris. I'm going to go to a place that is a, it's, it's, it just, it's going to take me somewhere. And they really, there are a lot of lights in these places. I've been to a few. They, it's big, it's big. It's really trying to capture and they don't always succeed, but the goal in a, and it's an interesting goal is to really bring people 360 degrees into an experience that they might not have regularly. Great. Now, what if you were able to do that yourself without going there? That's right. What if you took a 10 minute break during, instead of a coffee break, you took a, a, a creativity or an expansive mind break and you could do that, which, which you can, you can. I mean, that that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about the idea that everything is here available for us. We just have to, again, I'm going to use the radio dials, which now everything's digital. But um, I mean, it really is like we're an antenna and um, only five senses, six senses, however many senses you have activated are available until more because we, we have that junk DNA isn't junk. It's just not activated in, in, in 3D. But once yeah. we're in 5D, a lot of things open up to us. And the, the game is staying in 3D and acting from that higher dimensional knowledge to create a new story, a new game, a new whatever you want to call it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, okay. So when, when you're looking at um, information to, to bring to your audience, cause you have a wonderful um, variety of things and we'll show your site in a little bit. Um, what's the criteria that you use? Like if it fascinates you, do you think it'll fascinate them or it, do you have specific criteria that you use? It can be that basic. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it is, I, I always talk about how, I, for years, Kathy, I've not been able to really describe what this show is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've talked about, I've said it's a theme park for the intellect and imagination. That was when I started calling it, which I do kind of like still. Then I started calling it a late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe, <laughs> which I also think hits the mark too. Um, but really then they go, okay, yeah, but what, what is that? What is that about? And to me, it's anything consciousness expanding, intellectually provocative, or uh just frankly unexplained 
and curious. Um, those kind of things that fall under that bucket. And then I have to say, you know, psychics, time travelers, uh, uh, conspiracy theorists, uh, circus clowns, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I'll have them all. I mean, I've had people that were, um, <laughs> I've had burlesque performers on the show. I had a guy that just did sound effects for 60 minutes. Um, Zero Boy, he's an amazingly talented performer. Um, I suppose the baseline criteria is I like having my mind blown. That, <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. And then if it can be an interesting experience for me in an engagement with this person, then I believe it'll be an interesting experience for somebody else. Because my goal is to like really experience what this this is this person this perspective this view this entertainer i mean i i i I really try to go all in and and you know that's kind of the there's there's a balance there because you don't believe belief is a whole nother question but i will say i don't always i'm not always on the same page as the guest right right that could be another dynamic yeah, that's neat too because um, you can tell that you're interested and you're open with um, most of the people. You haven't taken a stand in or defending it. You're open to hear it, and that's that's really where you're um, acting as the audience a lot of times. And the other thing I want to compliment you on is that your enthusiasm for what you're doing is really a big part of this. So you're a constant learner. So you're you're vicariously learning <laughs> through your guests. And that's that comes through. I, I hope that's what people see with what I'm doing too, because I don't know what I don't know until <laughs> Yeah. And it's the people that say they know that really don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> well, they've um, taken a viewpoint that they're comfortable with and they aren't ready to, mud to budge from that. And usually it's a, a, an academic. Um, in my experience, it's somebody who we've always done it that way. So and it's like times have changed. I mean, seriously, it feels like we flipped a page and everything can be new now. Every morning you wake up, everything can be new now. So, wow. So, so um, what I want to ask is, how do you see the future right now? Are you seeing? Because you're in a big city. You're. Um, uh, I'm. I'm in Boulder, Colorado, which is a yeah more or less great place. Yeah, it is. Great but place to explore the mind for sure. I've well, walked to go around. to the mountains and get clear. See, the thing yes. is, is if we can get reconnected to nature, then everything you're grounded again to really um, you, the reason why you embodied. <laughs> and, and then you can go from there. Whereas yeah. I don't know what it's like being in a big city during all this chaos and the global consciousness is pretty thick with, the fear of war and the fear of, um, oops, we've made another wrong turn as humanity at its um, final <laughs> final end. And I'm yeah. optimistic. I'm I'm strangely optimistic. Is that weird or what? <laughs> that is a little weird. <laughs> I love that though. I'm glad you are. What 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 is it? Just a feeling? Do you have? I mean, what what? Well, what this band. Well, we're we're at a threshold where we get a chance to choose. And and we haven't really in 2000, 3000 years, we haven't had a chance to choose. But at this point in in reality, we're going from the um Piscean age to the Aquari age of Aquarius, the age of Aquarius is peace. And so how do you get our inner work done enough that we're at peace? So we're not projecting in the hologram because we're co-creating this reality in my world. That's the way I look at it. How are, how are we going to change where we're looking at this as a peaceful, loving outside? And then we're going to be telepathic again. So we right now, where you live, I can't imagine what it would be like to be telepathic in that massive humanity. It would be like 
too much, um, especially because there's the harmony. The harmony dial is down, and it's so. So that's what I, that's why I was asking is like how you see it. Yeah, um, if you're optimistic. Well, I in general, I would say I I tend towards the. Uh, I, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I, I love this idea that comes from hermeticism about the duality that every negative has the positive, every positive has the negative. So I do think that there is, I think having that inner peace that both can exist simultaneously, um, means that hey at least i've got peace um you know in 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 all the conflicts at least i know that that's the way of the world see i think that's what it gets into right when it's i, I think and i think that's where your optimism comes from it's 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 knowing that there is some kind of wisdom in all the conflict and all the pain there is there is like you said this choice to me um there are a lot of naysayers out there there are a lot of there's a lot of violence there's a lot of hate there's the news there's the yeah i just described the news um yes, and i don't watch it that's yeah you, you really shouldn't <laughs> so i want you to know that or said he had a wonderful talk with you this he, night. we did he told me to get out of new york as soon as humanly possible you should, you should. well um so well what what i want to make sure that people um do is i want to make sure that's that's make sure we get your website up here so people will go and see it real quick and then we'll wrap up okay Yes. So, so here is your Open Loops website. You want to, and here's the, I want the 50 Shades of Gray with Mr. Gray. <laughs> Experiencer. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that one too. Well, yeah, some call him man. So, some call him Mr. Gray. Okay. Yeah. And this is available on all the podcast platforms. So if you look up, you can get it from the website, but. Your Spotify, your Amazon, your Apple. Um, check out Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. Open Loops podcast. You'll find it. Um, we've got a YouTube channel as well. Uh, yeah, there's. we are covering a lot of stuff here. You are. And I love it all because, um, see, I think it's all interconnected, personally. I think that... Um, uh, most of us are hybrids <laughs> here that, um, right. that have multi senses that we're just um, starting to to expand to. So I hope you guys can see mind GPT. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of tongue in cheek in the titles, but that's just yeah. my style. And yeah, oh, they're um, great. it's great. This is great. So so I want people to know um, and make sure that they get a chance to experience and watch you because just keep an eye on Greg. He's going to end up being, have his own coast to coast kind of thing or yes, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, no question Be because what we're doing is we're doing an, um, a uh, remembering of all the possibilities of what this whole game was supposed to have that we kind of got off centered or um, we, we became victims instead of creators. And so it's time now to get back to, you know, get out there and show, show your stuff. Don't be afraid. Nobody's watching at first anyway. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing this for four years. So I'm almost at the end of my fourth year of doing this twice a week. So Nobody would no, you know, who knows if they're watching. I just hope they are. I hope they're enjoying. Well, you do it because you want to. And that's, I mean, you know, that's a, it, it's, it's, uh, that's the Jerry Seinfelds of the world. That's how he talks about comedy. It's not about, it's just because you, it's a thing you want to do. Right. Right. Do you just want to do it. It's not about, am I the best? You just no. want to talk to people. And, well, and to keep learning, it's being a constant and learn. learner and knowing that there's so much more. It's it's not 
it's not the reductionist, it's the expansive um, viewpoint that there's more, there's better, there's, um, it maybe is optimistic in, in my point of view, but yours is might be just total curiosity about, hey, what, what can we do? What is human potential? And why are we being dumbed down? Why are we have to stay within the lines? Yes. Get me out of the lines. So, right. And you are, you're out. <laughs> thank you thank you absolutely thank you. thank you so much this has been an amazing conversation oh good not surprised well, okay. so let's make sure that everyone knows um i did show the website and i did put things information in in the chat and on your screen but could you um just say real quick where best ways to find you Greg? yes so if you want to reach out to me directly uh i am well the thing i didn't give you was my facebook but you can look up greg Bornstein on facebook or at the greg Bornstein on instagram if you if you think you can blow my mind uh with the perspectives that's going to shatter everything i know <laughs> um please do reach out. Would love to hear from you uh, at Open Loops on YouTube. And then, of course, Open Loops itself uh, at www.open-loops.com. That's www.open-loops.com. And if you want to find me on your preferred podcast station, uh, this link will get you right to it. Pod follow. Pod follow.com slash open loops. That's a website that's designed to take you right there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Greg. And I can't wait to talk to you some more. I, I want to pick your brain about a bunch of things, but thank you so much. And I hope everyone will um, expand instead of getting stuck watching something on Netflix or on Amazon TV, <laughs> that's a kind of a waste of an hour and a half. Go listen to Open Loops and or go to the YouTube channel and watch. And you'll see that there's an opportunity to really have really deep conversations with your loved ones or with yourself that will really change your perspective on what's possible for us. So thank you, Craig. Beautifully thank said. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.